Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Today is probably one of the more uh, important daily devotionals that I have done in a very long time. As we are in this series called Christ is Risen, so how do we live? If you had asked me some time ago what made a good church service and what made me have a good experience at church, I would have said what I think most people say. I would have said this. I would have said, well, if the music is good, that'll help. And if the preaching is good, the sermon is good, that'll help. And if those things are good, well, then I will have had a good experience at church. In other words, things that are outside of me would determine my worship experience uh, uh, when I went to church. Now, I don't think I'm alone in this. I think many people determine, uh, determine that whether they have a good experience of church is dictated by those things outside of them. Many people, but not everybody. See, the spiritually mature person I've come to understand is someone who doesn't allow those exterior things to determine whether they have a deep connection with God at church. Now, St. Paul, going right back to just after the time of Jesus, he realized what human beings are like, that so often it's what happens outside of us that determines whether we have a good experience. In the book of, uh, in, in the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, Paul writes to Timothy and he says this. He said, For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. What Paul is saying, and this is the last thing that Paul writes it's the last chapter of the last thing that Paul writes. He's an old man now. He knows that he's about uh, to be put to death and his life has come to an end. And he writes to young gun Timothy, uh, the young gun preacher Timothy. And he says to Timothy, he said, people want their ears to be tickled. People are going to look to, to teachers and preachers and to experiences that make it feel good for them. And what he's really saying is that people are immature. Now, for many people, they don't realize that the spiritual life is actually about spiritual growth. It's not about staying immature. Paul, when he writes to the Corinthian church, the, right at the very beginning of Corinthians, he says this in chapter three. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you're still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. What, what Paul is saying to them is the spiritual life is about something that happens within us that we develop. But sometimes we're only ever able to speak to people spiritually at the level of a, a, a child, as a baby, because people don't grow. He then go, in, in the, the writer of Hebrews says something very similar in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic elements of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is unskilled in the words of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature 
for those whose faculties have been trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. Uh, but solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties have been trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. What the scriptures are telling us is something that we all experience, is that in our spiritual life, there's an element of us that need it, needs it constantly to be good, to be good. And rather than truth and maturity and solid food grow us to a place where we last, we, we so often want entertainment and we live in an entertainment world, don't we? Uh, if you don't make it good for me, if you don't have a current good message to preach, if the music's not good, well, then I don't have a deep encounter with God. And yet I began to meet Christian mature people who could go to the place and go to the church services with the, with the most terrible music and the preaching being very ordinary and then come out and say, wow, wasn't that an amazing encounter? with God. I've met so many people like that, but I don't think the majority are like that because I think the majority continue to live on milk, to live on the food of infants. Our spiritual life, our spiritual life as the, as the depth of the resurrection of Jesus it takes root within us, is, is designed to call us to grow more so that, so that rather than it's what happens on the exterior, it's what happens within. It's the, it's, the, it's the conversation and the conversion within us that draws us to a deeper place of maturity and faith. The reality is you just can't keep saying more magnificent things that excite people. You just can't as a speaker because there comes a point in life where there are moments when people get touched, but most of the time it's got to be about solid food. I remember a very mature uh, Christian speaker once said, don't use gimmicks when you're speaking, because if you use gimmicks and you hook people in, what happens is the only way they'll stay, stay hooked is if you keep having gimmicks. Because what you'll, be, what you'll be doing is you'll be tickling their fancy. You will be, you'll be stimulating them based on the thrill rather than the substance. The truth is, it's a little bit like food, isn't it? My mum and dad used to say to me, you can't live on dessert. You have to eat your vegetables, and you do. And so, so, so think of church this way. Think of your encounter with God this way. It's not about what others do to you. It's what you are experiencing in a mature manner within. That's when you stand and you stay and you grow deeper. Keep in mind, what are we as Christians meant to be able to do? We're meant to be able to pray for the sick and they're healed. We're meant to be people who have faith for things that are impossible. And that, Jesus said, is not something that gets done back in his time. But that's who you and I are. And if our, if our experience of God is based on what, what people can do around us to entertain us in faith, to entertain us in church, then we don't grow. And what we need is the most basic of things because they stimulate us and, and they're really just milk. Solid food is daily prayer. Solid food is not worrying about whether the preaching is good. Solid food is not worrying about whether the music is good. Solid food is coming before God and saying, God, here am I. Touch my heart, touch me, and work deeply within me. 
it's not about what's happening outside. It's about what's happening within your encounter with God within. I think today is, quite frankly, one of the most important things that has ever been taught to me. It helped me grow more than most things have ever caused me to grow in my life. It's not about what others are doing when it comes to faith. It's about my encounter with God, my experience with God. And then in, the, in, in, in music, that's not great. In preaching, that maybe isn't the best. You begin to hear the voice of God speaking to you at, at its heart, even through those things. It can be simply amazing. Well, I want to ask you as we conclude today, I want to ask you, as I often do, I'm going to ask you if you'd financially help me today. The reality is, is that taking the message of the gospel to the world is extraordinarily uh, difficult. And I want to ask you if you would stand with me, if you would help me. There are so many letters that we're receiving from people who've been far away from God. So many letters from people who maybe aren't all that mature, but are growing in maturity now who are being able to stand in faith and belief in God, not by what happens around them, but by what's happening within them as they encounter God. We have to bring a message of faith, hope and love, a message of maturity to the world. God wants relationship with you, but he wants it with your sons and daughters, your husbands, your wives, with people far away. He wants people to know of his love and his forgiveness for all of them. That's what I believe that God has asked me to do. And I want to thank all of you who helped me. I can't do this without you. I really can't. I want to, as I say all the time, I call people who give our faith builders because you're helping build the faith of people. To our faith builder partners, and I want to thank so many of you who are, but I want to encourage many of you to join us to be faith builder partners, people who consistently give so that we can rely on you and we can spread the gospel message even further. Thank you for standing with me. Thank you for making it possible. Thank you for changing people's lives. It really, really matters. The gospel changes the world because it is the hope of the world. So thank you. You can go to this address on the screen or you can go to our Give tab. Can I ask you that you would prayerfully consider that and do it right now. Loving Father, I thank you today that you're with us. Lord God, I pray that this message of maturity today would touch the lives of men and women, that, Lord God, we would begin to develop the relationship within and not, the, and not worry about the things without that we, had, that we can have no uh, control over, but allow us to come to that deeper place of encounter with you as was taught to me. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thank you, everybody. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.